All right, everybody. Hello, this is Omar Lyles from Agape Love Network. We are a Black Christian Relationship Social Group where we meet and greet and fellowship in various places. We help individuals to find their purpose through life coaching. We try to help them discover their purpose through life coaching. And we're going to have a dynamic discussion today. All men ain't no good. All men ain't no good. So we're glad that everyone's going to be on this panel tonight. And so right now, what I'm going to do is that I want each and every single one of these brothers to actually just introduce themselves. And then we're going to go into the topic. Uh, and we're going to have uh, actually a man. He's going to be our moderator uh, for tonight. For this specific topic. So I want these uh, brothers to actually just introduce themselves, introduce yourself, and tell a little bit about you and what you do. Good evening. Uh, my name is Joseph Ogden Third. Uh, I am one half of uh, the ministry He Said, She Said. Um, it's a relationship ministry that my fiance say and I, we uh, we actually lead and uh, we're basically a family that uses the word of God to address the relationship issues that have impacted our worlds. Um, so I'm excited to join you all tonight. I'm glad to see y'all brothers. I haven't seen y'all in a while. I'm um, looking forward to learning and also being able to share some of the things that I've learned over the years. Good evening. My name is A.B. Bracewell. Um, I'm a therapist by profession, but I'm also an author, a father, um, a brother, uh, a man of God. And, um, you know, I just, I'm just i just happy to be on this broadcast with you good brothers tonight. My name is Ahmed Butler, um, and I am, you know, um, co-facilitator of Living Real in the Kingdom of, in Kingdom Connection with my wife, Sarah Butler. Um, and I'm glad to be on the broadcast. Like A.B. Bracewell said, I'm glad to be on the broadcast as well. Okay. Uh, so right now, um, uh, we're going to have Ahmed. He's actually going to actually be our moderator tonight. So it's over to you. Everybody, we're going to have a good, good talk, good conversation. Um, buckle up, you know, have all your questions. Please ask all your questions in the chat. Um, feel free to ask any question that you, you know, per pertaining to the subject. Um, all men ain't no good. You know, it, this is an open forum. This is time to ask questions. And this is time to, you know, voice your opinion and, and hear from some men who are trying to, you know, do the right thing. Um, with that, I'm going to ask the first question. And it's a doozy. What constitutes a good man? Anybody can answer. <laughs> I'll jump in there and get it started. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, when we look at the, the scriptures, the scriptures are very clear as to what a good man is. Um, it says the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. That's Psalm 37, verse 23. Um, but we also have to constitute when we say what constitutes a good man, are we looking at it from person to person or how God uses us? Um, I think of the scriptures, even when Jesus was uh, stopped by the rich man he, and the rich man said, good teacher. And he said, why do you call me good? There's only one that's good and that's God. So when we look at that, that's a very good question. I'm at as to what a good man is. But if we look at it from what uh, the Psalm 37 discusses it as or, or, or points it out as is a person who's 
steps are ordered by the Lord. A man whose steps are ordered by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Good way. place to start there. Um, I would define a good man um, as being a responsible man. You know, a man that stands up to his responsibilities, um, a man that stands up to his actions, whether it's good or whether it's, whether it is is bad. You know, he's not one to to hide or deny or um, you know project it on someone else. You know, if I did wrong. I think a good man would say, yes, I did wrong and, and apologize for the wrong that he did. Um, I think a good man has integrity. You know, the same thing that he does in public will be the same thing that he does in private. Um, he's not living a, a double life. He's not, um, you know, putting a mask on for for the world to see. But then when he's home, um, he's, he's, he's creating chaos. Um, I think those things create uh a good man. Um, there's a lot of the things that I could think of as far as characteristics, like honesty and kindness and goodness. But the first thing that st sticks in my mind or pops in my mind is definitely a responsible man and a man that has integrity. I would define him as being good. Wow. You, Joseph and AB, you all said some powerful things, you know, very powerful. Brother Omar, would you like to chime in? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little joking. I, I, well, actually, both of y'all, <laughs> you know, because both of them had, you know, really good elements of what constitutes actually a good man. Uh, first of all, um, the only one that, that is constituted as good is uh, the Most High God. Um, and so that's what Jesus pretty much was trying to give emphasis to that no man is good except the Father even though he was good, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but the elements of a good man is a, a man that has, that takes responsibility, man that, uh, that loves uh, the people around him, um, who treats himself well. Um, and so um, anyone can say that they're a good man, uh, but the character of that person is what demonstrates what good is. Um, if you want to display yourself or portray yourself as being good, you must show it. You have to demonstrate it by through, through the characterization of, of, of the use of, of love, affection, being compassionate, and how you treat other people around you. Um, and that's what be considered good. Um, uh, although God is ultimately the one that is good. Um, and God is the ultimate model of good. Jesus is the ultimate model of we would, what we would consider to be good. Um, we can do good-like things, but by nature, no man is good. <laughs> we do the best that we can in this world um, as far as our, our behavior and how we treat other people in this world. I say one thing for me. I, I think that... Um, um, I don't necessarily say um, that I am or know a good man, but I think that a man that is trying to to do the right thing, who's trying to get the truth, um, he may have thought something was the truth before, but then he learned that his truth was wrong. And he, like A.B. Grayswell said, he can apologize and say, I was wrong. And, you know, if you apologize and say I was wrong and, 
and I want to know the truth and I want to know what's right, you know, that's a man that's headed in the right direction of, of trying or, or becoming a good man. Um, next question. Give me one second. Next question is, what is the makeup, if any, of a good man? What is the makeup, if any, of a good man? I think um, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about the, like the makeup, are definitely like the attributes, the characteristics, um, and I think naturally the fruits of the spirits are the things that comes to my mind. Like a man that's um, loving, a man that's peaceful, a man that um, knows how to display joy and kindness and goodness, you know, a man that's patient, um, you know, all those things that as as Christians, um, we just be described as fruits of the spirit. I think it also labels a good a good man. Um, of course, it you know it labels a good woman also. But we're talking about men. So I think if a if a man can display those characteristics that are you know written out for us in Scripture, um, I would describe that guy um, as a good man. Or I would say that would be the makeup of someone that I would say uh, yeah you know that's a that's a good guy over there, uh, you know. Brother Omar, brother Joseph. Uh, yeah, uh, where'd you go, Joseph? Go, go ahead, Omar. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was. I, I, I'm totally in agreement with that. Um, and so, um, those are pretty much just the elements of what constitutes what a good man actually does, especially when it comes down to relationships, you know, all those elements have to be um, demonstrated when you're in a relationship, especially to the one that you love. And a, a good person treats his mother with love, treats his mother with respect, he treats his mother with dignity, your brothers, your sisters, uh, uh, your family members, and those who are your extended, uh, your extended family and uh, your relatives and your associates and people that you know. And those are just the Christian elements of how we should treat people in the world. And, and those things is what constitute a good man. And a lot of people, um, when, it come, when it comes down to good, Sometimes the word can be used in such a um, a vague way, especially uh, here in the 21st century. They'll say, oh, um, that was a good man. Uh, but what did he do? <laughs> you can have the most vile lifestyle and then they'll still say he was a good man. <laughs> you know, and, and, and when you're at the funeral home, um, um, the reverend gives so many elements of what the person's life was was like and they'll say well he was a good man but right. I, I i know the real deal <laughs> right i don't think that that was a good man <laughs> but when he stands in christ stands in front of christ all those things could be exposed you know because not necessarily you were really a good man because we know right. your life you know and so, um, and, and that's why we all come for, that's why we all fall short of the glory of God. Absolutely. Because no one can literally say on this earth, I am good, except for our Lord and Savior Jesus Absolutely. Christ. Absolutely. We, we do good things, <laughs> you know, 
Um, and we only say that we are good because of the things that we do for others. You know, so th that's just my take on it. Absolutely. I think um, Brother Omar and Brother AB, we, he, they, they both raised really good points, fruits of the spirit and also the vagueness of good. Um, you know, oftentimes when we do think about good, we think of perfection. Um, but really good is just uh, a matter of progression, which is what we're progressing through life. We're trying to progress to do good things in terms of being able to know what our purpose is and be able to accomplish it. Um, another thing that comes to my mind as to what a good man is, is a good man is accountable. Um, we talked about responsibility in the first question. Um, you can't be responsible unless you're willing to be held accountable for some of your actions. Um, and even good men make bad decisions too as well. So just because you make bad decisions doesn't make you uh, not a good man. You're just a good person or a person that is a person that made uh, a, a bad decision. But how do you rebound from that? Um, it's kind of how our society or, or other people may view you as good or bad. How did, how did, you, how did you change the trajectory of your decisions? Um, so I think that, the, that those are just my thoughts on, on that question. I think that was a good point. I think if you don't mind, brother Joe, um, you need to, if you don't mind, can you, can you go back to what you said as far as, um, even when they make mistakes, you know, um, a quote unquote, so-called good man. What, what did you say? Expound on that again. Cause I think people need to, to hear that. Yeah. Um, for myself, um, you know, before I came to know Christ, um, I, I grew up in the church. So, you know, I grew up, uh, being an usher, I grew up singing in the choir, but then I went to college and I just wanted to do my own thing, to be honest with you. I, I was out having sex with all the ladies, tried to at least, um, just drinking, smoking, partying, doing all of that. Um, and then I made the decision to first quit drinking back in 20, 2010. And then in 2017, I committed to abstinence. And currently my fiance and I were walking that out. But a lot of the times people may see me as, oh, that's a good man. But they don't realize, uh, kind of to Brother Omar's point, that a good man can still make bad decisions. There is only one that's good, and that's God. So we are, we are trying to progress daily to become more like Him. That's really what the goal is here. And we have to be conscious enough to realize that whether I do it or say it or think it, sometimes it's in the mind as well. You know, when Jesus was talking about the man that commits adultery, is the one that commits it in his heart. You know, the heart is wicked and deceitful, the Bible says. Only one that knows it is God. So we have to realize that when we make bad decisions, whether we've said something that we shouldn't have said and we can't take it back, but we can make a decision to ask for forgiveness and then change our behavior, that's really what we're living a life of. We're living a life of repentance. But repentance isn't just perfection. It's a change of mind and it's a change of direction based upon the decisions that we make. So I just wanted to, to, to add that in there that, uh, a good man doesn't mean that he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. Okay. And if I could add to that, if I could add to that, um, what's funny when, as we talk about what's a good man, like that word good and what a good man is, it's so objective. Like it could be 20 people in the room can point out one guy and say, hey, that's a good man. But then it could be two that has a totally different opinion about this guy. Um, kind of like what Omar was saying when it comes to relationships or even if it comes to something like father fatherhood, like one one lady might say, hey, he was a this guy was a good man. But the way he treated the last one or the or another one, 
will see him in a totally different light. So that 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 what's a good man is it's really objective, and I think it really depends if we're meeting someone's needs. Well, if they describe us, it's good or or bad or however they'll whatever label they'll put us on. All right, and brother AB, you segue into my next question, and um, ladies and gentlemen out there, please please chime in in the chats, ask your questions because we're going to get to your questions as well. All right, brother AB, this directed at you since you just segue into the next question: Can men be good for some women and not good for others? Oh yeah, definitely. Because I've been there. You know, there's there's a time of my time in my life where I wasn't good to anyone. You know, I, I was I, I used. I you know I I went after my own pleasure. Um, you know, I was disrespectful in in on some level. Um, and I guarantee that if we speak to those women even today, you know. They will probably just, if you tell him he's a good man, they'll probably be like, nah, he's not a good man. Like, I'll tell you a story real quick. Um, maybe about two years ago, I'm walking down the street and then I run into a young lady that I used to deal with years back when I was in college. And, um, you know, I just real quick try to, you know, speak to her, hey, how you doing? What's the, how, how, how has things been? And she started to really reveal some stuff to me about how she was in therapy and uh, trying to overcome some bad relationships that she's been in. And then, you know, me trying to be sympathetic or empathetic, I said, I'm sorry. And then she turned to me and say, yeah, and you're one of the reasons why I'm in therapy. Wow. And, you know, that hit me like a ton of bricks because in that time of my life, I was just having fun. I was just enjoying myself. I didn't think of the impact that my actions was having on this young lady. And she would not describe me as good. Um, if you if you ask her, because the things I was doing did not leave her feeling good. It did not leave her feeling better about herself. But now in a different stage of my life, you know, if if you would speak to some of the women I either dated or was in a relationship with, you know, they might have a different opinion. You know, even if the relationship didn't work, they'll probably still say, you know, he, he was a good guy, even though we didn't work out. Um, so, you know, a man can definitely change um, from good to bad, or, or you know, he can even change the way he treats people, depending uh, on where he is in life. Yeah, I, I want to piggyback up on that because, um, and, and that's very crucial. It's about the person's perception of who they are to them. Um, we we live in a culture to where. A person can determine whether that person is good or not based on their cultural preference, their uh, and especially in their choice of the mate that they have once going out with or dated. Um, if you have bad credit, right? If a lady somehow dated this guy and his credit wasn't good, and she'll in her mind she'll say, "Well, he really isn't good for me," you know. She'll treat him as a bad guy <laughs> because he had bad credit. It doesn't mean that he was a good man. It doesn't mean that he was a bad man. He just happened to have bad credit because maybe some elements in his life that caused him was credit score to go down. It doesn't mean that he was a bad man. And they'll go around telling everybody, oh, well, he was a bad man. He had bad credit. 
you should take his history, <laughs> you know? So wow. I'm just giving an example and all women don't think like that, okay? I don't want nobody in the audience to say, oh, that we don't all don't think like that. I'm just giving an example. And these kinds of examples happen sometimes, but not all women think like that. So I just want to put that on the record. And so it's the person's perception of what they consider to be good. Uh, and then that person may meet somebody else and they go, oh, yeah, we can work on that together. He was a good man. But you know what? Um, I like the way he treated me. He still loved me, you know, and um, he found his way to, to move back up. And we sort of like worked it out. And now we can push forward in our life. And in her eyes, he's a good man, you know. But um, in life, people go through these cycles in life to where they meet other people. And they'll say, well, this person was good. And another person may say, well, he's, he's pretty much a bad man. So it really just always go into the mind and it's shaped around the culture that's around us to what they consider a good man. Some people may say, look at it, look at an individual and, and, and may look at you like if you had a certain occupation, right? Um, if you weren't at a certain level in life, all right? And maybe you don't have a car, maybe you don't have a house, or maybe you haven't reached to the plateau where you didn't have certain elements in life, um, luxurious things in life. And they'll look at another person where he's no good because he doesn't have certain things. They'll look at that person where he's no good. Well, how do we know that person is no good when he's saved? He has good character. He's not abusive. He's loving. He's compassionate. He has all those things, but he's no good because he doesn't have the luxurious things in life. When at the same time, a person that can have all that can treat you bad. <laughs> he's only good because he got those things, you know? But when they, when they get with the guy, it's just like, oh, wow. I, he treated me so bad. I couldn't believe it. How am I going to get out of this relationship? Because he's treating me like I'm the scum of the earth. He's abusive. He's nasty. Uh, he's argumentative. He's a narcissist. And they find out all these things about him, you know, and come to find out that he's no good. And so it doesn't matter whether if a person has more or less. It's how he treats you. In life, and that can be vice versa for men and women at the same time. Brother Joseph, you want to say something? Yeah, that's good, man. I, I love what AB, I love what Omar is saying, man. I mean, I think it really comes down to uh, preferences and compatibility. Um, you know, what they, they're describing is exactly that. Uh, somebody's bad can be somebody's good, and somebody's good can be somebody else's bad. Um, you know, I, I like uh, Indian food. I don't, you know, somebody can look at that and say, you know what, that's horrible. Or, you know, I like macaroni and cheese. I know some people that don't like macaroni and cheese, but that doesn't make it bad. It's just bad for them, but it's good for me. You know, I, I've been in a, a relationship where, uh, you know, the relationship didn't work out. And then the person, the woman, she ends up getting married a short time after we get in a relationship. Does that mean that I'm a bad person or it was just a bad fit um, in terms of where we were going in life? And a lot of the times it's, it's just really comes down to um, what direction you're going in life. And a lot of the times we look at, uh, like Brother Omar mentioned with, uh, you know, credit or 
uh, character and things like that. We think about what the other person is bringing to the relationship, or what we can get out of the relationship, but we're not looking at what we're bringing to the relationship and how we're able to help each other unpack the baggage because we're both going to have baggage coming into the relationship. How are we working together to build something? What are we building? You know, we're building a house. Marriage is like a house. So if we're looking at it that way, well, what 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 blueprint do you have? Are you looking at the Bible? Is the Bible your guide for this relationship? What's the mission for our relationship? So um, somebody's bad can be somebody else's good and somebody's good can be somebody else's bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Brother Omar, um, can you look in the chat? Is there any questions that we need to um, address? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to look at it right now. Um, if anybody has any questions or anything of that nature, um, you know, pretty much you, you can find me anytime you want to. So, um, if anybody has any questions, um, you know, you more more than welcome you know, to uh, give us any questions right now. And if, if I can you back off of what uh, Joseph, we got to remember to mute our mics too. If I could piggyback off of what Joseph just said, I think um, a big problem is that we have the tendency of creating our own measuring scale of what's good and bad. Um, I, I often hear people say, oh, that's that's my truth or, or you know, let, that's their truth when only it's really only one truth and it's, it's the Bible. And I think if we use the bible as our measuring stick of what's good and bad then you know it'll be it wouldn't be all these misinterpretations or you know uh these these confusion of this he was a good man or he was a bad man um based on the need that they fulfilled for me uh but we we tend to make up our own measuring stick our own scale of what's good and what's bad but like like uh joseph said there's already been a blueprint of what's good and what's bad. And I think if we use that more often, you know, we'll be in a much better place. And we'll be able to really, um, I guess, identify or discern what's good and bad. So you're going to say, I'm segue, Brother AB, you, you're, you're, you're having me segue into a lot of uh, uh, good questions. Does a spiritual lifestyle make you a good man? Yeah, I'm, I'm, they hot and heavy. They come in hot and heavy at everybody. Does a spiritual lifestyle make you a good man? Well, yeah. oh, I, I let it smile and uh, come on, let's let's go with it. <laughs> it got quiet in it, right? Um, it should. I'll say that it should, but I know it doesn't guarantee that um, that's a good man. And I mean the simple fact because. You know, it's not an excuse, but it's just the fact that, you know, because even no matter how spiritual we are as men, we're still not perfect men. Um, and we, we we still can fall. You know, we can still make some major mistakes. We can still um, have some some major problems. Um, that's a that's a tough because I, I really think you should be a good a good man if you consider yourself spiritual. I mean, if you consider yourself spiritual. That means you have a relationship with God. If you have a relationship with God, it means that you're really trying to walk in a in a way that's obedient to what He wants you to do. So, 
you know, he, he should, but I know a lot of a lot of people, a lot of guys that I know are spiritual. Um, you know, I, I might have to think about that one because as I as I talk, and it starts to run rabble in, in my head because yeah, you might I might have to come back and, and piggyback off of somebody. You, but that that's a good question. So I'm gonna mute my mic because let one of the other brothers take that one. Okay. Uh, well, well, not necessarily. Um, and like you, like you was talking about, that person, uh, when you're walking a spiritual walk with God, um, number one thing is this. Um, we're training in righteousness. Um, we're learning how to be corrected when God chastises us for the things that we even still do wrong in our life. Um, uh, because we're living this life, although we're walking in our faith, we're still subject to do wrong. Why? Because we are still human beings. And as human beings, we're going to slip up every now and then, <laughs> you know, and we're going to wind up doing bad things. That's all a part of our own human nature, you know, as human beings, because we're not God, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're human beings created by God. And, and, and in this state, well, we're walking in imperfection, you know, until we cross over into the next life, um, until, uh, um, and, until Christ actually comes. However, um, we're not perfect. And so um, can a person be good um, while being spiritual? Can, can a person be seen as good as spiritual? Um, we, we can walk that fine line still and be considered because we're, we're still trying to learn and trying to grow on our way. But we can still do things um, to where we can still fall at the same time. Um, you know, it, it, it's a slippery, not necessarily, you know. Um, we, we can still do a lot of wrong. But the thing about it is that we learn on our way. <laughs> we fall down, but we get up. You know, and so when we do wrong things, we have the ability to go back to God and ask him for forgiveness for the wrong that we have done. So when we do wrong, we go to God, you know, to help us in whatever area that we have fallen at. So that's a part of the Christian life. Part of the Christian life is to help you move forward in life and to correct the things that you have done wrong. It's all a part of our spiritual walk because this is not an easy road, you know. In order to get to a certain place, you have to go through some terrains, you know, you have to go through some mountains, you have to climb some hills, and you may scatter and you may have to scrape your knee a couple of times. And you're going to be making wrong decisions. And so those elements of, 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 of us doing those, of doing things in life, can happen and we can make bad decisions and do wrong things but as safe as safe people we can still find ourselves in a slippery slope and do bad things in life however and that, that's all a part of our spiritual walk so not necessarily but yes we can be considered good in our spiritual walk but also must understand that we can fall at the same time Thank y'all, uh, AB and uh, Omar. Y'all made some other uh, good points again, man. Um, I think um, I'm assuming that this spiritual person is 
a follower of Christ. But the question came to my mind, like, by what spirit, though? You know, is it the spirit of God or a spirit of something else? Um, one of the things, the scriptures that came to my mind was Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, where it talks about not being equally yoked with unbelievers. So if you're being being held accountable to Christ and the person that you're in a relationship is being held accountable to something else, then a house divided against itself can't stand. I mean, your foundations will be, uh, your value systems may be a bit different. So your good may not be my good. And to Brother A.B.'s point that he made earlier, then it's very subjective. What's what's really good? Um, there are some people that, um, and it also just depends upon the person and how they're looking at it as well. Because again, it goes back to my good versus your good. Um, it's something that we all struggle with since uh, the fall in the Garden of Eden. You know, we had, we took it upon ourselves to define what good and evil was, and God clearly defined it, which is why we have these types of conversations to determine what really is good, and the standard is Him. Um, so I think it just really depends on 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 the person and, and really uh, what they're defining as spiritual. But if we're assuming that they're a follower of Christ, then of course they can do things that's good. But I also want to say that those that do not follow Christ can also do good things that are perceived by other people as well. So it's not necessarily uh, that person because they're following Christ that they're doing good things. Um, it's also another thing to say that somebody who isn't following Christ, they can also do things that's perceived well. Like they can donate to a charity. They can hand out turkeys during the holiday. They can still do those types of things. But what happens when life is over? Where are you going? Who are you holding? Who are you going to stand before and say, hey, I gave you an opportunity to be in a relationship with me, but you refused it. Absolutely. That's 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 a question that has to be answered when life is over. So not only are we looking at things that are happening while here on earth, our security, our treasures that we're storing up for are in heaven with God. So this depends on what that spiritual person is just following. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah. we do have questions. We have a number of questions um, that, uh, that we do have. Um, uh, we have several questions. Okay, <laughs> um, can, a, can, can a bad man change for a good woman? Can a, tan, can a bad man what? Change. Uh, can a bad man change for a good woman? <laughs> can a bad man change? Yes, by Shireen Patura. Uh, Come on, brothers. Y'all want to answer that? Did did you say can a bad man change to a what? A good uh change to a good woman. That's the question. That's just what they said. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna mute my mic again and then I'm is it to change for a good woman or into a good woman? I wanna make sure I'm understanding um, that. Maybe, maybe she meant four. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna come back to that question. Um, Shereen, could you, um, you know, um, make the question a little bit more clearer? Um, so uh, we're gonna move on to the next one. Um, question, gentlemen, did any of you pray and ask God what qualifies you need in a good mate in order to fulfill his purpose for your union? Um, read that. Read that question one more time. Uh, okay, um, gentlemen, did any of you pray and ask God what quali what qualities you need in a mate 
in order to fulfill his purpose for your need. I mean, this, my simple answer will be yes, I definitely pray, but um prayed, but most of my prayers surrounded about me, making me into the man that I need to be. Um, you know, giving me the characteristics that I need to have to be a good man. Um, and I, I believe if I if I become the man or if I am the man that I need to be, then I'm going to attract the woman in my life that that God wants me to have. So um I don't yeah, I don't more so pray for you know uh the a woman's characteristics. I I I I focus on myself a lot. You know that self improvement, and, and and that's what that's why I am with my with the way I think. I'm I'm gonna tell you something. Um, when it comes to me and my wife, um, and I've never heard this in my life, the Holy Spirit told me to love her past myself, love her past what I thought I could take, love her past what I thought I deserved, love her past all of that, love her past myself, love her past my threshold lover past my forgiveness threshold you know somebody earlier mentioned um 70 times seven lover past that i never heard that in my life but some of the things that i've gone through some of the things i've seen in marriage in this marriage i, I see what the holy spirit is saying um you know she is she is if she's everything that the bible says she is she's your favor She's your glory. She's your covering. She's all of this. Love her past yourself. Um, Jesus Christ. He was an example. He loved us past himself. Um, Jesus should have gave up on us a long time ago. Jesus should have gave, gave up on us, you know, even before he went to the cross. But he did. He loved us past himself. You know, he loved us when we didn't love ourselves he loved us when we were wrong he loved us when we were ignorant he loved us when we were you know we wanted we wanted we wanted like like the bible says we wanted to make our bed in hell um so my thing was the holy spirit told me to love my wife past myself That's so good, uh, brother Ahmed. Um, thank you both, uh, AB and Ahmed, for sharing that. And I, I, I'm along the same lines as AB. I, I pray for self improvement because I, I felt like I was so far from God. I was like focusing on my relationship with Him so much, um, and really understanding, you know, the things that I grew up believing. Um, I was a, what I used to call a, a checkbox Christian. I just checked the box that I went to church on Sunday, but I never realized that. When we talk about the church, it is the four walls of the building, but then it's also the people. So each one of us have a responsibility as the body of Christ, which is the church. But each of us also have a purpose of how uh, or if it's a unique way that we're actually walking that out. And so I began to seek my purpose first and being able to really understand what that vertical relationship is. So that way, the horizontal ones will all fall in place. So. Uh, for me, it was a little bit different. Um, Matthew 6.33 comes to mind where I was seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all things would be added unto me. So it was a heart transformation that I knew I needed to, to go through in order for me to be able to uh, even be prepared, even for my fiance when she walked through um, our discussion on April the 27th of 2019, 
I, I know if I had met her three years before that or four years before that, is there's no way I would be able to uh, uh, handle the capacity of the woman that she is um, because I wasn't seeking after God first. So for the guys, I think it's important for them to seek after God's, uh, God first in order for them to find the heart of the woman that they're supposed to be. Yeah, so in the, in the audience, he, um, he clarified her question again, okay? She had, can okay. a bad man change for a good woman? <laughs> you know, I hope that, that, does that sound clearer? Can a bad man change for a good woman? Can he make changes in his life for his woman? I believe he can. Uh, but I think the question also is, should he? Um, I believe that a person can encourage you to change, but the ultimate decision is on you to make the change. Um, I, I believe that you know, good company is is, is something for people to um, embrace when you have good community, when you have people that are able to pour into you. But um, it does start with self. Um, so I, I would say that. A man can, but then it's at the end of the day, was it his decision or was he just changing for hers? So uh, one of those, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about is that what if she goes away? Does he now go back to his old ways? Um, it's almost like if uh, I, I was dating a girl one time, um, I like to work out. She was working out just because I like to work out. After we broke up, she stopped working out. Um, so I kind of attributed that same way. It's like, I, there's a personal decision that a person has to make and a person being there for them can be encouragement to that, but ultimately they have to make the decision. Yeah, I would agree with what Joseph said. Um, I don't think any good woman should even want a man to change for her because just like we were saying about good men, um, even a good woman is not good all of the time. Um, even a good woman can fall. So what's gonna happen the day she falls, the day she makes a mistake, the day she does something to hurt his feelings, um, and if he changed for her. So he's, his change should always be for something that's higher than her. And, and I would say that change has to be for God and it has to be for himself. Because if he puts his change dependent on a person, people are inconsistent. Um, so, so his change is gonna go up and down just like um, the person that he's changing for. So I agree with what Joe was saying. Brother Omar, do you want to um, elaborate anymore? Brother Omar, do you want to elaborate anymore? Brother Omar? You can't. I think you're on, you're on mute, Brother Omar. You're on mute. Yeah, I just discovered that. <laughs> I was about to go in. I'm sitting like, wait a minute. <laughs> go in, brother. Go in. Yeah. Go in. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So, um, here's the thing. Um, well, y'all can put your mics on mute or whatever like that. Oh, maybe it's mine. Yeah, so, um, you know, can, can a man change for a good woman? I think that, that was, um, can a bad man change for a good woman? Or when did we realize? Um, uh, that change or whatever of that nature, I think that was the question again. Um, my, my thing is that, um, a, a man can change, but however, 
He would want to do whatever it is from his heart. Um, changing, forced change is never good in a relationship because their heart is not in it. Um, if someone is only changing because that person asked or forced them to change, then that relationship may not um, survive in the long run because they're only doing what they feel is best in order to save that relationship. Their heart is not in it. You know, I'm only doing this because she said so. And, you know, and he's, and she's only doing whatever because he says so. You know, and some people only do things because they feel like they want to make the relationship work, but their heart has to be in it. Like you have to want to desire to make change in the relationship. Your heart has to be in it and God has to be the one to need you to want the change. The change starts with your mindset, you know? And it's just like when you repent, which is the change of direction. Um, and so it's the Holy Spirit that actually changes and, uh, and equips the person. It quickens the spirit of the person in order to make the changes that's necessary, that's necessary to make the relationship work. And so, um, Yes, yes, it can, but it takes the spirit in order to do that. Um, I, I wouldn't want to be in a position where one arm is tied behind my back in order for me to make a change. Um, I would want to come to her and say, um, you know what, I truly love you. And something in my heart where the spirit of God is leading me to do this. And I'm not doing it because you're asking me to do it. Like, come on over here. You have to go where I'm at, you know. And if I feel like I'm forced to do something, my heart really isn't. Because I'm going to feel like I don't want to do the things that she wants to do. And vice versa. She may not want to do the things that he do because they feel like they're being pressured. And when there's pressure in the relationship, your relationship may not last long. And it may disrupt the re end, you know, because you're being forced to do stuff that you necessarily um, don't want to do. Now, when you first initially meet somebody, you always meet them where they are because they may have been that way when you first met them. And somehow along the way, you want to try and change them because <laughs> you know, you're going to have some problems going down the road. <laughs> You know, somewhere down the road, you're going to have some problems because you're trying to evangelize that person. You're trying to change. You're trying to disciple that person um, in order um, to be where you're at spiritually. And that's why, like, when you talk about, like, baby Christians or people who were just came to Christ, you know, uh, and you'll have a seasoned believer going to going um, uh, trying to have a relationship with someone who just now started learning. And it may be a turnoff to the person who sees him because they're like, oh man, Ugh. they may not be where I'm at. They may not understand everything. So sometimes it takes time, but you don't want to be in a relationship where you have to force someone um, to do things that they don't necessarily want to do. But can a man change, uh, can a bad man change for a good woman? Um, yes, but it takes the Holy Spirit to do that. But you don't want that change to be forced at all.
I don't if, if you may if you allow me, I don't think a, a man will necessarily change for um um any good woman per se. I think what any good woman will do will um open up his eyes to make him see that you know there are some things he has to do. Now, will it make him change as far as to say this is the woman for me? or this is the woman you know who i need to be with or this is the woman for my life no i think that um he'll he'll open up and he'll see you know i need to do better because um whether we you know we we believe that um you know because i'm a good woman or i'm a good man this person is going to change for me and 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 going to be um uh, um for me and it may not necessarily be so and then you say i invested all of this in them and you know now they're you know saying that the relationship or this relationship is not for me but you did your part you know one thing i think people all of us need to get to and understand is that in relationships this relationships are different than marriage marriage is forever relationships will you can have one today <clears throat> and then not be there tomorrow you can have one for a year and then not be there you know relationship is not marriage relationship is something where you're supposed to learn um they're going to be good women and good men come in and out your life in relationships and if you're looking for it to be something that sustains forever that's why we have people and, and i'm not getting with anybody so please don't attack us agape um, love network or anything in the chat you have people who are in 14 year relationships and people are asking, why didn't you all get married? You know, and, and, the, and some women, and I'm not saying all, will say he just does, he's just not ready. You know, and, and she did all that with him. They got a house, they got a mortgage, they got all of this, they have kids, but he's not ready to get married. Why? And then a lot of people get mad. That good man may not be the one that is for you to marry and a lot of people stretch that out i'm the one who he's going to be married because i invested all this in you invested all that in him because you wanted to not because he was ready to get married and you saw something and you wanted to to to, to i don't want to say make believe but i will say make believe that it was going to go somewhere that it wasn't and now you're 14 years in and you started when you were 23 and now you're 37 and you're like, when are we going to get married? And he's still saying, I'm not ready. Or he's still saying marriage is a piece of paper. Or he's still saying all that. I think that, you know, like I said, a good woman will make him see there's some things that he needs to change. He saw you as a good enough woman to get a mortgage with to have your kids but he didn't see you as a good enough woman to get married and ultimately that's the goal i hope i didn't step on any toes but that's just that's just the truth you know i'm glad that you make the distinction between marriage and relationship because as i think about this question more i'm thinking about the scripture i can't quote the exact verse or, or chapter but when, when it's speaking about um if you're married to a non-believer um, don't divorce them because your walk might influence the person to change. Um, speaking to the, the, the wife and the husband. And I, I think a, a lot of 
Christians might mix that up. Um, but there's kind of, there's a caveat is marriage. If you're married to him, and then it is also said your walk, your influence, not that you're not going to change him. It's the kind of like what Omar was saying It's the influence of the Holy spirit that he sees in you is going to change him. So, um, yeah, you can't just jump into relationships and think because I'm a good woman or a Christian woman that I'm a change this. I'm a, I can change this guy. Absolutely. 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 Next question. This is good, fellas. This is good. If a man uses his looks, status, fortune to get a woman, does that make him any less of a good man? I'll ask this again. If a man uses his looks, his status, his fortune to get a woman, does that make him any less of a good man? Wow. No, no, not at all. If I go back to where I was talking about, to where people may have luxurious items, and uh, and it's pretty much how I was talking about the, the cultural norm, that if you have things uh, in general, in life, um, if you had reached a certain uh, status or a certain social level status um, in life, um, you would be considered a good man in the eyes of, of many people because, um, because of the things that you have had a, a master's or a doctor. Um, you had a you have a stellar career making eighty to hundred thousand um, dollars. You wear the nicest clothes, nicest clothes. Um, you drive the the latest car that just came out, and you just drove off the lot, you know, <laughs> uh, with the latest vehicle. Um, they were going to be a good man. Um, uh, if you was going to church. Because uh, people who are in church are not necessarily saved people. Not everybody that goes to church is saved. Um, they will look at all those elements and they will say, well, this is the picture-perfect person. And this person is a good man. Um, and so your good looks and what you have doesn't constitute a good man. What constitutes a person and being good is basically in how you treat people and also how you treat yourself. Self-care about you, yourself, your body, um, how, how you treat yourself, you know, um, what do you think, you know, how do you perceive the world that's out, you know, in front of you? Um, uh, what about the people that you, when you walk past the street, you know, and, and you may see the, um, the, the, the Levite, you know, as the priest of the Levite, you know, was leaving half dead, you know, on the ground, you know, where where, uh, where people can walk past. How do you treat other people, other human beings um, around you, you know? And so when we're talking about our look, um, that has nothing to do with uh, uh, your character and your behavior. Um, until you work on that, then you would be considered um, uh, considered in a way in which you can do a lot of good things, but not necessarily good. But that doesn't mean that you're a good person. Your, your looks can fade tomorrow. 
you know, because by the time you get to a certain age, all that thing is going to just slow down. <laughs> you know, by the time you get, when you hit like 50 years old, you're not popping no more and nobody's really looking in your direction. So it's not your physical look, it's how you treat other people. I'm 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 going I'm going to I'm going to pick on you all a little bit. Whether it was, you know, I'm not going we're not going to talk about current but back in the past. Have you looked at yourself and said, "You know what? I look good. I have this. She should want me." Or, you know, I'm 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 like that. Have you ever did that? Let's be real. I know for a fact I have. And yes, I'm putting you on the spot. I love the fact that you asked that question, Brother Ahmed, because uh, I definitely was that person. Um, but I think back to a conversation I, uh, I actually, uh, or a lecture um, when I was in uh, graduate school. And I remember my professor was saying, this degree is something that will get you in the room for the discussion, but what you do while you're on the job is what will keep you there. Um, Brother Omar made a very good point earlier that, you know, the outward look will pull them in, but then if you don't develop what's on the inside of you, then you won't have anything to bring to that relationship that's going to help sustain that relationship. Um, so I, I think that, you know, the outward look is always something that people see on the outside, but then what's on the inside is what will last forever, because what if you lose your job? What if, you know, you get burned up, uh, you know, if, if something happens to you, if you get sick, um, What's going to last is the character. Um, Proverbs thirty-one thirty talks about you know that grass may fade, but um, actually, let me read it. It says uh, um, thirty-one thirty says charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I mean, when you think about that, um, a lot of the times is it's what's on the inside that's going to last longer than what's on the outside. So you need to get to the table, but also you want to be able to stay at the table, meaning stay with that relationship and, and have a, a long lasting relationship. So what's on the inside is going to uh, make that last. Brother AB, you want to, you want to elaborate? Yeah. Um, I guess to answer your, your question, I, I really can't think of a time when I thought that way. Um, and I, maybe because I just grew up in a time where men was was trained or conditioned to be the hunter. So I was always going after after the woman I wanted. Didn't I didn't even consider how I looked or you know what I had. Uh, I, I I guess I figured, you know, if I can talk good enough, um, you know, it should happen. So I guess but I can't really think of a time when I thought like that. But I'm not saying that is impossible that I never thought about that. But to um, answer the answer the question, like I don't think if a man uses his status or his money or whatever, it makes him any less of a good man. But I do think it makes him more of a foolish man if he uses those things to um, get a, a woman, especially if that's all he has. Um, and nothing to back that up, like the other brothers were saying, um, because you know everything else is temporary. You know, your 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 money is temporary, your status is temporary, even your looks are, are temporary. We're all gonna age one day. We're gonna lose our hair and our hairline. You know, um, we're not gonna be as as as, as built as we once were once was. So, if you 
don't build your character. If you don't, uh, if you don't want a woman to want you based on your character, the contents of your character, then you're being a foolish man. It doesn't mean you could you get you could have um money and cars and all that stuff and still be a good man. Um, that doesn't mean you're not a good man. But I would hope that you know that's not all he's bringing to the table. Absolutely. Um, brother Omar, is there any any um questions in the chat that you want to throw at us? Uh, let me let me see. Yeah, yeah. There's one more question, but I I want to say something too because for okay. me, yeah, before I do the question, uh, for me, I I didn't have that kind of luxury where I always thought of myself as being the top guy who was using his look because I didn't go through school. I didn't grow up as the guy, the popular guy who did um who walked through life and always thought that I was the guy that everybody wanted to look at using like your, your, your looks as, as being a means of perceiving yourself as being good. Um, um, I, I pretty much, um, for me personally, um, I, I'm the kind of guy who, who had to grow into <laughs> you know, some people say that they develop later on in life. I was that kind of guy. So, but for me personally, I've never been the guy that used my looks as a means in order to get certain things. Um, and, and there are people that do do that, um, which I think it's just, to me, that just shows a lot of pride that a person has. Um, because people who use their looks and that's all they come to the table with, and they can get in the front of the line, you know, they can get tickets to go places in. Um, and, and they use that as a means to say, well, um, I'm this and I'm that, you know, you can, you, you're going out with me and people do that. And so, but we as Christians, we, we, we're in a whole different kind of space because we're mature and we're learning and we're growing spiritually at the same time. So this, this is the question that, uh, uh, let me see, let me go back. Uh, I think I missed it. Uh, why would a man that was in a long-term relationship end it and go back to a past relationship and marry the woman from their past? Fellas, they throwing doozies. Ask it again, um, Omar. That's uh, yeah. yeah, you got it. Okay. Um, yeah. Why would a man that was in a long-term relationship end it and go back to a past relationship and marry the woman from their past? I mean, just to give uh, the first thing that comes to to my head to answer that question. I mean, I think that's a telltale sign that this guy has always had feelings or emotions connected to this person in the past. Um, and it's even if it was years um, that has passed by and he was in a relationship with someone for years, that doesn't mean that that connection was necessarily broken. Um, that that um, emotional attachment could have still been there. And, you know, and that woman could have been an extended rebound. And and I guess at some point, 
Um, he decided to to embrace what he really wanted, uh, what the what the truth was, and and however the relationship ended, he he decided to go back to an ex, um, who you know who who, who the love was still with, um, because they went when they went ahead and got married and all that stuff. So I would only assume that you know the feelings was always still there. Okay. Um, is there another question, Brother Omar? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here it is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Here it is. Uh, what are some of the things gentlemen would do to regain the trust of a young lady that has come out of a bad or broken relationship? How will you convince that person that you may possibly be the right one? Wow. That's a really good question. Um, I think it really comes down to you just being who you are. You're a man that is uh, pursuing God. And you're, you're, you're a man that's going after God's heart, um, pursuing him fully. Um, it is going to come with uh, what A.B. started out at the beginning of the discussion, the fruits of the Spirit. One of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. Um, you're going to have to have a lot of patience with that person. Uh, you're going to have to have patience because they're going to ask you a lot of questions because they may have been broken because the last person that they, they dated was unfaithful to them. They're going to be a little suspicious. You have to be able to have a level of understanding there um, and also be able to be an encouragement to them. Um, letting letting them know and be open and honest with them. Um, it's it's a, it's going to be a lot of work. I, I'll, I'll say it that way. It's definitely going to be a lot of work, but through communication, um, through encouragement, through even having them seek therapy and, and even being there with them in those moments um, is all the more rewarding um, in those scenarios. But those are some thoughts that just came to my mind as a question. Yeah, that, that question kind of... Um Makes me think of the other question that was asked, um, kind of, uh, would a man change for a good woman? Like, there's nothing a man can really do to convince a woman that's broken um, that he's, uh, I guess, different, but be patient and be kind and be um, supportive. But uh, a big part of that is going to have to be on the woman also seeking healing for her brokenness. You know, a, a man can definitely be there to support her through her, through her healing. And, uh, and hopefully through his support and his encouragement and his patience with her, that shows her that, you know, he's there for her. Um, but as far as convincing her, if, if that's what you want to call convincing, I guess that's what you can call, con I guess that's what convinces her. But um, I don't think it's anything he can actually say to change her mind until she change her, changes her heart and, and heals. I, I would, if, if I may, why would you want to convince somebody that you're a good woman for them? Why would you want to convince somebody that you're a good um, man for them? You shouldn't have to convince anybody of that. You should, by your action, show that you're willing to partner or team with them that's all you can do 
you can't convince anybody of anything. You can show them that you're willing to partner or team with them. Um, if you have to convince somebody, then that person is not for you. That person is not for somebody you should even be exploring in a relationship. You know, that that is not something you, you know, you don't have to convince anybody. This is relationship. Let me let me say this. This is one thing I had to learn. Friendship is the first stage. Relationship is the second stage. And in relationship, you see that you have or that you you're willing to go somewhere with somebody more than you're willing to go with any other person. Engagement is the next step. You're in a process where you're making plans to spend your life together. You don't have to convince anybody anymore or, or do that. Fourth is marriage. You're like, you know what? It's just this time. It's time for us to, to take that step before people and before God. You shouldn't have to convince anybody to do anything. Um, next question. Because uh, I know we're, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of, we always has, have such a good time with these talks. We're kind of going over time. Um, do you feel like, and this is for the men, do you feel like there are good women out there? Because I know the question is, all men ain't good, ain't no good. Do you do you all feel like there are any are there any good women out there? Mm, wow. But, but yes, um, I, I do. There are a lot of elements <laughs> that I will find the woman that I will consider good. Um, but yes, um, I, I've been in relationships where you know I failed at, um, but it never stopped me from looking um, looking past that. Um, uh, because no one's perfect, um, but I, I do feel like there are good women out there that has a heart and that's looking for somebody, um, that, that's looking for somebody that's, uh, compatible with them. Um, someone that will treat them with love, uh, and compassion and things of that nature. Um, I never put it past anyone because I believe that God has someone for everybody. Um, uh, you know, so my thing is that for me personally, yes, I do believe that there are good women out there um, that that would fit me. <laughs> you know, and um, everybody may not be a right fit for everybody else. Um, so yes, I do believe that, and, and I'm sure that y'all believe that because y'all have some. You know, I'm the only single brother on this panel tonight. You know. <laughs> I'm the only single brother, so obviously y'all got some great, some great women in y'all lives. So yes, um, I, I do believe that definitely. Brother Joe or brother AB, I know y'all. Come on. Yeah, I would say uh, I would agree with brother Omar. Um, I do believe that there are good um, people, and it's funny, you know, when I when I look at the word good, I, I believe that. It's not by any coincidence that God is also in that word good. Um, with the extra O, I think that um, that stands for what we are called to do, which is obey. Um, so when I look at that, just like how we define what is a good man, it's a man that is 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 submitting and being held accountable to God. A good woman would be uh, by that same definition. 
Um, so I think that, you know, when we look at good, I think it does require for them to be accountable to someone. And in this case, uh, we're, we're wanting them to be accountable to God and be able to um, live a life reflective of the relationship that they have with him. Brother A.B.? I'll, I'll just piggyback off what both Omar and Joseph said. Yes, you know, simple answer. Yes, there, there's a lot of good women out there. Um, I meet them and come across them every day. I have good women in, in my in my life. Um, I have good women um, as friends um, in my in my family. So you know, I have you know real life evidence that there is good women out there. So that goes without question that good women exist, and there's a lot. Of so I, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be transparent. I don't. Somebody's talked about the scripture about when Jesus said, um, "Why do you call me good? There is only one good." I don't think there's necessarily a good man or good woman out here. I think that, um, and I and I'll be transparent into my life. Um, I prayed. I prayed um, that God would show me my wife. Um, there were a lot of interesting women who came my way when, um, you know, and, and, and it would even tell me, I'm your you know, God said, you're my husband, you're my husband, or, or God spoke to me about you, things of that nature. But I told God to speak to me. God spoke to me about her. So I didn't put my, my decision to marry my wife or, or pick my wife off of her being a good woman. I put, I picked my decision off of God speaking to me. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, um, they're not good because somebody does not say that they're good or whatever. It, I think people need to understand it's a, 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 a process. If you pray, if, if, if a man, you know, does not always pick you or whatever, it's not the fact that you're not good. It's the fact that you're not for him or you shouldn't be with him. And think about it this way. He saved you because if he wasn't supposed to be with you and you all got married, you all were going to have issues. Now, could you have, could you all have got over those issues? Yes. But it was going to take more because you married somebody who wasn't supposed to be for you. So I, I, I take the question as being good or being bad or being it's, it's not a good or bad thing. It's a is that person for you thing? Am I, I mean, am I making sense? Absolutely. All right, next question. Yeah. Um, and and I think, Brother um, Omar, if you want this to be the last question, it can be. Um, does, can your upbringing determine if you will turn out good or bad? I'll read it again. Can your upbringing determine if you will turn out good or bad? Mm, wow, that, 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 that's a really, really good one. Um, yes and no. Um, uh, I've seen people who grew up. Um, sorry it. Um, I've seen people who actually lived in the most horrific lives, who literally lived the most horrific lives. And they're lives will miraculously change because God divinely intervened in that person's life. Many of them turned out to be doctors, lawyers, ministers, 
teachers, um, champions for the community, um, life-changing events that changed them. And they've become very wonderful people. And I know them personally. And so it's not necessarily the environment or um, uh, the people around you, because it can happen. Uh, but the person has to be determined to want the change, because change starts with the self first. You know, it is, it is God intervening in that person's life in order to make them become the person that they actually want to be. Um, so it's not necessarily the environment that around you, it can have some influence, you know, it can change your mindset. Um, however, um, there are people who have come out of that, come out of um, situations where they were around other people and they were heavily influenced by other people. Um, sometimes it takes somebody in that person's life in order to make a change because I've seen it. And matter of fact, um, I could have gone down a particular road um, in my personal life because I hung around individuals who were like in the streets. And uh, I, I remember there was a time when my grandmother used to say, if you, if you hang uh, around them boys, you're gonna be dead or in jail and I ain't gonna come and visit you. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but my heart was radically changed when I had a friend of mine who, uh, who was actually killed. Um, yeah. You know, so um, because of that situation and another close friend of mine um, have went to jail and I've seen other people. And so I never really was like considered bad kid because I was like an introvert, but I hung around individuals who did bad things. But it didn't change my mind to me for me to want to change. So it all depends on the person and what they want to do for themselves in life because they have to have that mind. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the environment um, can change the person or the people that's around them. It can have some effect, you know, if that person continues to go down that same road throughout the rest of their life. Like if you keep selling drugs, if you keep stealing, if you keep robbing and all those things like that, of course you're gonna live a, a live a, a life if you have other people around that's doing that's doing that. Um, however, I do believe that people can change for the good. Brother A B, brother Joseph. Yeah, I, I believe the same thing. Um, I think your past does not have to really determine your destiny in life. Um, it's it's definitely a choice that you make um, on which road you want to take. Um, now, it's, it will be more challenging. You probably will have um, some uh, more battles to fight, more hills to climb if you come from a certain environment. But it's definitely not impossible because I've seen it, I've done it, and you know I see it happen over and over again. Um, you know sometimes it takes a little bit more than uh, individual choice. Um, sometimes you need the support system in place. Um, you need you need the people that's going to encourage you. You need the people that's going to be an example for you um, 
to show you that you can do better or that you can you can change. Um, but it's definitely possible. Um, it, it happens every every day. Brother Joseph, did you want to say anything? I think uh, A.B. and uh, Omar said it all. I'm in agreement with what they're saying. Okay. So we have one. This is a discussion question. Everybody probably heard, um, you know, the last few weeks about the Derrick Jackson issue. What do you think about the Derrick Jackson story? My question is, can you be deceitful and still be considered good? Can you be deceitful and still be considered good? And everybody, please feel free to um, to add in the chat, and we'll get to your questions as well if we can. I think um, I'll, I'll, I can jump on this one first. Um, I think when we look at a story of somebody who is admitting um, that they've been unfaithful in a relationship, marriage, in this, in this instance, uh, we're looking at an imperfect person. Um, but because this person is on a larger platform, uh, they, to my understanding, they were addressing some allegations of uh, some sort of infidelity and they wanted to basically set the record straight. Um, we we got to remember what the standard is. Um, sometimes we can make these people our God when ultimately the standard in which we're supposed to uh, follow is God. Um, some of the times we look at uh, you know, a person's, uh, you know, mis mis uh, mistakes that they've made in life, and we write them off automatically saying, uh, this man said nothing right. He had bad advice 100% of the time. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but it's always important for us to look to the standard in which we're supposed to conduct ourselves. And that is God. Just keeping the standard there and realizing that whether it is somebody who's on social media that we look up to, whether it is our pastor on Sundays, they are subjected to the same level of imperfections that the only difference is they're standing in front of us or they're uh, on, a, on a television that we're watching. Um, so, you know, is, was it wrong what he did? Absolutely. And I believe that uh, the gentleman made it very clear in the video, uh, but uh, before we can uh, take the mode out of another person's eye, we need to clear the one out of our own. Uh, so the work that we need to do uh, doesn't stop uh, just because a person that we look up to is is, is made some mistakes. So that, those are my thoughts about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Rather be yeah. Where you something. Yeah. As far as I guess my thoughts with that, and um, you know, kind of aside from Derek Jackson, but it also is related to him. Like I always have been taught to separate the behavior from the person. Um, that we don't make the person a behavior. Um, because once you characterize someone as bad or evil, you know, they have no way, where do you go from there? But if we can separate the behavior, the behavior is bad, the behavior is wrong, you know, then we can address that. You know, we can uh, we can attack that and, you know, we can fight against that. So I say yeah, a person can be good and, and still have... Um, still displayed a deceitful behavior. You know, it, it was a bad choice. Um, it def definitely was the wrong actions, but um, will I um, 
execute his entire character because of a, a bad choice. Um, I I wouldn't do that. Um, but you know, I also wouldn't celebrate it and challenge, and, and I wouldn't celebrate it either. But um, so yeah, I I definitely say a person can do some deceitful acts, but they can be a good person. Now, if it's a pattern of be of a pattern of behaviors, then you know that's something else that needs to be addressed. But it's still it's still um, it's still an action that a that a person displayed that 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 can be changed. So, uh, my answer be here, brother Omar. Did you want to say something? Uh, yeah, could you, could you repeat the question one more time? <laughs> okay, this was about Derek Jackson. Um, yeah. Can a person still be deceitful or do something deceitful and still be considered good? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's what I thought you said. Um, uh, hmm. You know what? Um, uh, I, I, like I was talking about um, earlier, is that we in life we're all on this journey and a lot of times we can slip up and do wrong in life and so each and every single one of us who are in the faith um are subject to be to be um what's that word to have mercy you know for each and every single one of us for the wrongs that we have done um and so i think that sometimes we we get a little bit too far ahead of ourselves uh, in our walk with God, and we stand tall over a lot of other things, you know, over a, a lot of over a lot of other people, um, and we're quick to judge so many people in life, and we pick and choose who we want to have mercy on, and pick and choose who we want to forgive. Um, however, there is a certain level of responsibility when you're in the limelight and you're going to get it, <laughs> you know, when you talk about your business and public spaces. And so um, uh, for me, yes, he does, you know, he, he's entitled to be forgiven, uh, not for me, but from his wife, <laughs> you know, and he brought that really upon himself because he was judging everybody else and he was uh claimed that not to have mercy on any men who cheated on them so he had that coming um and so can you be a good person and be deceitful uh yes and no um but however it's not the mark of a christian it's not the mark of a christian to be deceiving people or any man to be deceiving anybody because it sows traces of elements that's rooted already in you. Because if you're being deceitful, uh, you're not being good. You know, um, that's something that you have to work on. Um, I, if we go back to um, uh, in the Old Testament with Jacob and Esau, where one of them would be uh, deceitful. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, that either one of them was bad, but that that's something of an element of sin that's still in that person that needs to be, that needs some redeeming, <laughs> you know? And so 
there are a lot of elements in people that need changing. You know, some people got bad attitudes. Um, some people have some things about them that elements about them that needs to be worked on and, and changed in their life. And that's all that, that happens through your whole walk in Christ is that we are all going to um, fall, we're all going to and we're going to all sometimes fall in the trap of sin. It's all a part of our group. All right, so um, Omar, um, this was an awesome discussion. Um, do you want to close this out? Do you want to, you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, so before we close out, um, I just want to um, uh, just let, let everybody know that uh, uh, we're going to have uh, a few things that's coming up. We're going to have a few conversations. Um, uh, be, um, uh, what you can do is go to our Facebook page. I have a couple of uh, other discussions that's coming up. We're going to have a game night. Um, uh, we're going to have a We All Love God game night. And that will be, I believe, on the April 9th, I believe, with, uh, with Brittany Williams. Uh, we're going to have a game night. And then we're going to have a like two or three other more discussions later on this month. So be, um, so be posted with that. And also, we have our app that you can go to. Just go to the Google Play Store, uh, type in Agape Love Network. And if you have an Android device, you can download the app. It's not really right now ready uh, for Apple users, but if you have Google Play, you can download the Agape Love Network app. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to be starting a, a room on Clubhouse soon, so I may want to get some discussions on there as well. So if you're in, if you're on Clubhouse, just type in Omar, uh, Omar, the live coach. You know, you can say that. Um, I'll post that later on. So uh, with the three of you, uh, just tell everybody where they can find you and where they can look at you, and then we're going to pray out. Mm -hmm. For me, you can find me on social media. Um, my Facebook name is AB Bracewell, but my website, uh, Instagram, YouTube uh, is under Ready for Relationship Consulting. Um, that's Ready, the number four relationship um, consulting. All right. Uh, you can find me uh, on YouTube, my uh, ways to be connected, uh, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, I got a new book coming out. Uh, it's called 18. Uh, as God spoke, I wrote. I uh, just completed that. So the book's coming out on Saturday. Uh, look forward to some promotion there. But uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, it's under my name, Joseph Polk III. Uh, you'll find ways to connect with me. Um, you can find me um, under Ready to um, I say, I was about to say Ready to Say I Do. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> under um living real in the kingdom and also under kingdom connected on facebook uh okay uh well thank you brother for actually come on coming on tonight um i i truly truly enjoyed this discussion and we're gonna have a part two uh a minute uh, joseph, uh i think one of y'all uh, joseph um 
ask uh, if we can have a part two. So we're going to be having a part two. Um, so, um, yeah, so th this would be really, really good that we have a part two. So we'll be on the lookout for that. And now I'm just going to just pray ourselves out and just thank each and every single one of us to actually come in and chime, chime in for this discussion that we're having now, okay? Uh, Jesus Christ, thank you for having us for having us here tonight um, to get into this conversation so that we would um, uh, open up the minds of individuals and we pray for those um, that, that listen on tonight so that they could... Um, empower and change them so that they will meet their perspective needs or that they will build the relationship that they already have. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we say pray. Amen. Uh, thank you and bless each and every single one of you and have a wonderful night from Agape Love Network. Peace.